Today's scripture comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through, through 17. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of uh, living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning it's a little difficult for me. I found out about 10 minutes before entering this service that my aunt had entered into to glory. <laughs> she had battled stage four liver cancer, was surrounded by her family, her mother, 91 years old, her husband, her brother, her daughter, and others who will celebrate her life. We will celebrate all of her love and all that she offers. And many of you know the pain that I feel right now. You have felt it this past year. <laughs> I've got to stop. <laughs> I'm good. But we find ourselves in a place where while there's sadness here, there is joy. You heard the scripture so beautifully read by Ivy this morning from Revelation. And sometimes revelation doesn't bring about that, that spirit of peace. It brings about more questions. What is to come? What will that look like? What is that? Well, the book of Revelation written by John, not the same John as the, the gospel of John, but it's for us to find inspiration to remain faithful to God and to Christ and to resist the evil powers, believing that God will prevail and God will bring salvation, that evil will be replaced by the goodness and the peace of God's kingdom. Regina, you prayed for that this morning. We turn on the news for five minutes and we pray for the peace that evil would not prevail and that love would take hold. This passage is a beautiful picture of what heaven might look like. It's read at funerals. 
I've read that, that there are those, a great multitude. And I love that number because if you read just a, a few verses prior, you're going to hear that there's 144,000. And I'm thankful that that's not the text because Jonathan would be explaining that to y'all and not me. <laughs> but it says a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne, before the Lamb of God, wearing white robes and holding branches and in a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God. There are angels and elders and, and other animals and, and they too are bowing before the throne of God saying, Amen. Praise, glory, wisdom, thanks, honor, power, and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. It is bookend by Amen. We had a bishop serve the South Georgia Conference that would always say, Let it be. It is the response. It is the Amen. Let it be, Lord, that you have our praise, our glory, our worship this day. And so today we come. We come to remember. We are not like the, the, the Catholic Church that, that canonizes and, and honors saints in, in a very specific way with a veneration of saints, but there are times where we push back and say, well, we don't have that. But if we follow Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation, and as Protestants ourselves, we follow the tradition today, we celebrate the lives of those that have gone before us. A day in which Christ's people remember those who now rest in the eternal presence of God promised to us, which is the call of heaven. And so we heard from the reading in Revelation, glimpses. Verse 14 talks of the multitude. Verse 11 talks about the praise. But what I love bringing in verse 16 is where God makes a turn and he tells us that, as John writes, that there will be neither hunger nor thirst nor heat nor pain and that God himself wipes away the tears from their eyes. The intimacy of that moment. Just imagine. Tears falling from your face. You've seen this before. And a simple thumb brushing across to wipe the tear away. This is only done when someone has a close and connected relationship, and it is God who wipes away our tears. Jesus, who leads us to the springs of living water, of joy and goodness. But there's one thing about this passage of Scripture that stands out to me a little bit more. I've, I've read this many times, but it hit me a little differently this time. It says in verse 14, they, these are they who have come out of great tribulation.'" 
we can name that tribulation. How we've lost our loved ones, the, the life and death with which they experience tribulation. But what it goes on to say, they have washed their robes. Y'all, we got to do some laundry when we get to heaven. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. It's an active state. They are, they are there praising God, but they prepared themselves to be before the throne of God. In heaven, there is no suffering, no death, no grief. That has all passed away. All is gone. A new reality has come, a new and glorious life, which there is peace and joy and praise, a life which there is love and tenderness and exhilaration before the throne of God. Elsewhere in the Bible, we learn that this life to which our faith points is for those who have tried to be faithful to God, those who have given themselves in love, those who have named the name that is above every name, Jesus is Lord. But now let's not be fooled. Because no one, not even John, who wrote this in Revelation can tell us just how wonderful heaven is, or precisely what it feels like when we're there. I do know scripture tells us that the streets are paved with gold. I worked road construction for a hot, hot summer, and I know we don't use gold in paving roads. And the same way that no one can tell us what it looks like or what it's they can also not tell us that it does not exist. You see, heaven is not something that, that we know about. It's something we believe in. We believe, even though we do not have the, the, the absolute of the veneration of saints, we believe that the saints are there with God. We believe especially the saints that we have named today. Look over that list. How many of them could we say these truly is a saint of God? To have been in the presence sincerely in each and every one. I know some of their stories. I know the impact they have made on my life. And I know today they have washed their robe and they are shouting to the highest heaven, salvation belongs to God. They are people who by their actions and words have revealed the love of God to you. They are people who strived in their own particular way to be faithful and in their faithfulness have touched our lives and given us a special gift. I have tried in my brokenness to do an impossible task here to describe to you with poor and inadequate words a little bit of what heaven is like. To get us thinking about heaven and about the saints that you've known. The saints that are now by God's side praising him. Saints who are at one and the same ordinary and yet also extraordinary people. I want to tell you about two saints I've known. One who passed away this past Christmas Eve, Faye Lane. 
She was a member of a church I served in Columbus, Georgia. She was what I would define as a quiet disciple to steal from the United Methodist women. She would always be at the church and things would just get done. You know what I'm talking about. She would be at the nursery when no one else would show up. There would always be a, a little knick-knack of love or a word of encouragement that she just printed out. But this past year, Faye passed away due to complications of long COVID. And even in her homebound state, I heard that she was still lifting people in prayer and, and sending them little ways of encouragement, little notes. And in Faye's way... She would write the handwritten note, but fearful that she might give them something, she would put it in a Ziploc bag where you could still read the note, spray the Ziploc with Lysol, with gloves on her hand, and then put it on the envelope. Not that it would pass through anybody else's hand that didn't have COVID, but it was not coming from Faye. Faye, I know, is one of those saints where her robe is washed and dried and pressed neat and clean by the blood of the Lamb. And she's probably watching the nursery of the little saints of God that might be there as well. And then there's my grandfather who passed away 19 years ago. My papa was a godly man and taught me, my father, my aunts, my cousins, anyone who came in contact with, how to laugh a lot at him, how to live a slower pace, and I think we forget that from time to time but he taught us the power of Scripture. I can only remember a handful of times where I didn't see a Bible in his hand or by him. He devoured the Word of God. It was such an important part of him that he would carry it from his chair to his workshop, to the kitchen table, to the bedroom, to his truck. It was never far from him. To me, he was a living saint worshiping the throne of God before he even got there. And I know he's in the multitude shouting his praise. Both Faye and my grandfather were saints to me. They were faithful to God and they lived out the gospel as best they could. Who do you remember? Who showed you a little bit of what God is like? Who sought to love their neighbors and to love God? But you know, while the purpose of of all saints' day is to remember those who have died in the faith. And as we look upon those names in the bulletins, these have lived a life worthy of the calling of God, and they now bow before Him. But I believe that there are also living saints of God. And our heart, too, is still to worship and bring praise to God. We must open our eyes as believers in Christ to the saints among us right now. I think Martin Luther was right, and I believe that he says that everyone is a sinner and yet at the same time a saint. For us, to be an everyday saint means to love God and to strive to love your neighbor as yourself. Saints living today, as well as those that have gone before, seek to be faithful to Jesus Christ, worthy, and they are worthy of imitating because of how they love and how they lead in their lives. They are not perfect people. I look upon the room and I know that there are saints among us because you are a saint in my life. Even the most famous 
saints, the men and women of the church who point to the the Mother Teresas of the world were never perfect. Even saints in Scripture. Peter was was inconsistent, and he even lied about being Jesus' friend. Paul, at times, was quite arrogant. James and John, they wanted all the glory and honor for themselves. All the saints had a little bit of feet of clay, but their lives are worthy of imitating, and at the very least, remembering. Saints are people who make a difference to others because they try to love, and they try to serve God, and to love and serve God's world. The list of of living saints, even in this room, to me is quite lengthy. And each and every one of these saints in some way directs me toward God. Think of your list. Those that you look to. They reveal that God has made a difference to them. And because of their faith in this God who's saving the world, my faith is strengthened. They make a difference to me. That's what being a saint is about, making a difference, a positive difference, a loving difference, the kind of difference that inclines our hearts and our minds to God and to the blessed assurance of faith in him, our praise of singing. Each one of us is called to be a saint. And I believe each one of us, because of the love of Jesus Christ, can be a saint. It can be difficult to live up to this calling and hard to show that love. At times it's hard to do things that shows God cares. And at times it's hard to even have faith, especially when grief is so thick. And that's where the saints living today come in. The one in our daily lives who are offering up encouragement and support. Through them, we can learn to live, how to believe, how to keep going forward by watching how they live and how they believe and how they keep moving forward. We can take strength from the saints who are gathered around God's throne here and now. And in, that, and in that strength, as the church is always intended by naming them, we continue to imitate them, to copy their behavior, their love, and the presence that they still hold in our life. They are special. Friends, your family is still special. And through their life, it points us back to God. And so while we can say, yes, we are sinners, we are also saints, even as we celebrate all the saints now worshiping our Lord. Will you join me as we go to God in prayer? God, we bow before you at times in our weakness, in need of your presence to lead us, 
through the trials, through the great tribulation with which we must walk. But Lord, by faith in you, by the example of the lives that have gone before, and by the example of the lives of the saints surrounding us today that point back to you through their love and through their life. May we prepare ourselves, seeking you in our hearts and lives and your presence to guide us this day and every day. In love of you. Guide our hearts. Guide our lives. And may we serve you with faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.